voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, hello and good evening and welcome to All Things Radio 619 for March 3rd, 2022. I hope you all are well and we've got a story to tell you in a minute, but I'll turn it over to Jeff so he can set the table for tonight. All right, fork on left, knife on left, spoon on right. There we go. All right, first of all, we'll start things (laughs) off with radio news from a national perspective. And we'll follow it up with Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. After that, Bill Sparks will present a feature on the history of WSB. It was Georgia's first radio station, and they went on the air in 1922, so they're just about 100 years old. My classic air check takes us to Tampa, Florida, and we're going to listen to radio station WRBQFM at the Morning Zoo, hosted by Cleveland Wheeler and Scott Shannon. This is just before Scott Shannon, but just about a year and a half before he got the Z100, which he, uh, happened in August of 1983. Then finally, in my featured station segment, we're traveling to Tijuana, Mexico. We're going to hear that border blaster, as they say. It's 91X, uh, X-E-T-R, from Tijuana, Mexico. And they're play a classic alternative format. And that's what we got today. So, Bill, I'll turn it over to you. We've got a very busy show, as usual. Well, we'll just relax and do it. We won't take... We'll do our... Texas, we'll take our Texas time doing it, not the New York minute, Jeff. We'll just kind of relax just a little bit. I understand bit. that. Yeah, we'll just kind of relax a minute. Tell you a little story. We got up yesterday morning to do the coffee club, and we all came in prepared. I looked up at the screen, and it said, you have zero listeners. And I thought, you know, I know I'm bad. I know things uh-huh. aren't maybe so good. What seems to be the problem here? And um, got to checking, and somebody went to test, and they said, there's no legend. I said, hmm, why wouldn't there be a legend? So we started testing things very quickly, and we found out we weren't on Live 365. Everything else was working, so I went to check, and check, and check, and check, and there was just nothing. So we had to call the coffee club at 9 o'clock because... There was no way Betty could really listen. So um, we got off. I pulled up. Doug and I are pulling our hair out, looking, looking, looking. And we find out that we've been terminated. We've been suspended. We have been canceled. I thought, whoa. I just spent and uploaded 10 years worth of music on our, we're working on our, uh, new automation system and updating our music and all and I thought why am I going to do that if I'm going to cancel on my account 
So we had to start, I did, start sending emails because you can't communicate with this company. So it took to about, I'm not even sure what time it came back early this morning, but we were off the air and had no idea when we were coming back on the air. So don't take things for granted. All the commercials are gone now, except if you have because we're also linked through TuneIn Radio. And whenever you fire them up and you don't have their TuneIn Premium, you will get a commercial when your device or first starts. In most situations, you will get a commercial. So that's beyond our control. But now that Live 365 is all fixed, we are in great, great shape so um, we got it done and I'm back to posting music and um, so we'll have that done soon enough but it's really going to be a major rebuild but we're doing it and now that I've bored you does anyone on the panel have any announcements or something they want to share or say Oh my God! I uh, now wait a minute. It's quiet. Yeah, no, okay. We're just we're absorbing your announce. We're absorbing your stuff going. Then that, yeah. No, I, I so, please actually. I, yeah. So, were you in Were you in trouble? Were you in trouble with Live Three Sixty Five, or was it their error? Their error. I think it was their error because I, there was yeah, another yeah. provider that I just told people about that had a problem too, a, a smaller no. one, less time that they were off, but there was one another one. No, so uh, I think Live Three Sixty Five got confused yesterday. Bro, no, they Please, sent me sorry. a letter admitting it, so I knew that we were okay, and they said it was. When you upgraded to the non-commercial status, we didn't do X, X, and X. And that's what caused your problem. So, yeah. meanwhile... That explains, that explains why I don't have... I don't get the commercial because I have TuneIn Live. Okay. It does that TuneIn, and that's all it does. I don't get the right. commercial. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I that, use my iPhone, so I just fill in. But the, the deal is, don't ever take anything for granted. But we are back. Um, also... We are sending out a lot of some information that you'll get in an email every week that um, will tell you exactly what's coming up and what's going on um, the podcast. So you'll know exactly each week what's coming up on All Things Radio. So, all right, I guess it's time for Jeff's award-winning news. I need to wake up Bernie. Uh, I'm here now. I heard about yeah, the email. I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, as soon as yeah. he hears the email, he says, oh, goody. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, of course, I didn't get it, but that's okay. No, you didn't get it, but the, that's okay. somebody did. Fine, don't worry about it. You me. could. Yeah. You could get it. Get on that okay. list. Uh, if, you, if I get your email, then I'll get you set up. That one we can do. Okay. Okay, buddy. Well, um, let's see what Jeff has to impart upon us this week. 
I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio. It is what's happening in the world of broadcasting. It's that time of the year when major radio groups report their fourth quarter revenue results. Cumulus is hit with a $32,000 fine by the FCC. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and continue our look at the Nielsen January Personal People Meter Ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and major radio groups reported their fourth quarter revenue results. In the case of iHeartMedia, their revenue rose 13.5% to $1.06 billion. And in 2020, their revenue was $925 million. Well, if you exclude political advertising, the revenue was up 25%. Now let's look at Odyssey, whose fourth quarter revenue was up 8% to $344.7 million. In 2020, their revenue was $319 million. And if you exclude political, their core spot revenue, that includes national and local, was up 10%. Another company reporting its fourth quarter revenue results was Cumulus, whose revenue was up 12% to $965 million. And in 2020, their revenue was $816 million. But they're also touting the fact that their digital revenue in 2021 was up 48% from last year at the same time. In other news, Cumulus is not going to be very happy with the FCC because the FCC has proposed a $32,000 fine against the company for EEO violations and its cluster in Albany, Georgia. This violation goes back to 2018. Cumulus responded that the business manager who was working for the company at that time forgot to post their EEO report in their public file in 2018. Since that time, however, Cumulus has sold its Albany, Georgia cluster, but the FCC says that Cumulus is still responsible for the fine because at that time they own the radio cluster. Now it's time to take a look and find out what's happening on the street. There's a frequency swap going on at Urban One radio stations in Charlotte, North Carolina. The hip-hop radio station, 92.7 The Block, has moved up the dial to 102.5 via a translator. The translator is being fed by radio station WOSF HC2 subchannel. And WFNZ AM sports programming will move up the dial to 92.7, the former home of the block hip-hop format. Now let's move to Dallas, Texas, where Cumulus has made changes at radio station KLIF AM. Gone is the Dana Lowe Show, which aired Monday through Friday from noon till 2. The Dana Lowe Show has been replaced with the syndicated Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show, which is syndicated by Compass Media. Cumulus has also made changes at radio station KNBR AM with its all-sports format. Afternoon Drive will now be hosted by Tom Tolbert and Adam Copeland. Gone are Larry Krugler and Rod Brooks, who have been co-hosting Afternoon Drive with Tom Tolbert. Now let's move to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where iHeartMedia is adjusting its on-air lineup at their alternative rock radio station, WRFF-FM. Jeb and Jesse Savella will move from nights to middays at the radio station, and Amber Miller, program director at the radio station, will move from middays to nights at the radio station. Mornings will still be held down by Woody, and Mike Jones will continue doing afternoon drive for the radio station. Odyssey is making more changes at some of its radio stations by adding the BetQL network at eight more radio markets. In Atlanta, Georgia, the Bet can be heard on 92.9 WZGC HD2, 98.7 WSMW HD3 subchannel in Greensboro, North Carolina, 93.3 WTPT-FM HD3 subchannel in Forest City, North Carolina, WVKL-FM HD3 subchannel in Norfolk, Virginia, WQMP-FM HD2 in Daytona Beach, Florida, KMLE-FM Phoenix, Arizona's HD3 subchannel, 107.9 WDSY-FM HD3 subchannel in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and finally, 103.1 WILK-HD2 subchannel serving Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Now it's time to continue our look at the Nielsen January Personal People Meter Ratings. In Washington, D.C., the number one rank radio station is WAMU-FM with a news talk format. The number two rank radio station is WHUR-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Washington, D.C. is WTOP-FM with its all-news operation. In Boston, Massachusetts, the number one rank radio station is WBZ-FM with its all-sports operation. The number two rank radio station is WROR-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three-rack radio station in Boston,
Boston, Massachusetts is WMJX-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Miami, Florida, the number one rank radio station is WFEZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WHQT-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Miami, Florida is WCMQ-FM with a Spanish format. In Seattle, Washington, the number one rank radio station is KIRO-FM with a news talk format. The number two rank radio station is KRWM-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Seattle, Washington is KUOW-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. In Detroit, Michigan, the number one rank radio station is WOMC-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is WNIC-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Detroit, Michigan is WMXD-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Phoenix, Arizona, the number one rank radio station is KESZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KJZZ-FM programming a news talk format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Phoenix, Arizona is KFYI-FM also programming a news talk format. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, the number one rank radio station is KSTP-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KNOW-FM with a news talk format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Minneapolis, Minnesota is KFXN-FM programming an all-sports format. In San Diego, California, the number one rank radio station is KXSN-FM programming a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is XHRM-FM with a rhythmic adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in San Diego, California is KPBS-FM with a news talk format. In the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market, the number one rank radio station is WDUV-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WCIE-FM with a Christian CHR format. Finally, the number three rank radio station serving the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market is WMTX-FM with an adult contemporary format. In the market that serves Denver and Boulder, Colorado, the number one rank radio station is KALC-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KXKL-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station serving Denver and Boulder, Colorado is KYGO-FM with a country format. In Baltimore, Maryland, the number one rank radio station is WQSR-FM with an adult hits format. The number two rank radio station is WWIN-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Baltimore, Maryland is WLIF-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, in St. Louis, Missouri, the number one rank radio station is KSHE-FM with a classic rock format. The number two rank radio station is KSD-FM with a country format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in St. Louis, Missouri is KLJY-FM with a Christian adult contemporary format. Next week, we'll conclude our look at the Nielsen January Personal People Media Ratings. According to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one is Indeed, followed by Progressive Insurance, Babel, Cricket Wireless, and ZipRecruiter. Finally, we at All Things Radio are saddened to report the death of longtime radio announcer Chuck Dunaway. Chuck Dunaway did it all. He was a radio announcer doing Top 40 Radio at WKYAM in Oklahoma City, WABCAM in New York City, KLIFAM in Dallas, Texas, KILTAM in Houston, Texas, as well as WKYCAM in Cleveland, Ohio. Not only was he a great radio announcer, he was also a program director 
and later on in life, he became a radio station owner. Chuck Dunaway passed away at the age of 87. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. Oh, no say, I, really, I really liked hearing uh, Chuck Dunaway. And I did he, too. He, he did a great job. It's an interesting thing, Gary and, and guys. And Bernie, I don't know if you up up, up seen this happen in uh, in Indiana or Indiana or Indianapolis, I should say. But one of the articles I read was about this Charlotte slip uh, frequency swap. And while we know about it on all things radio, and when we talked about it uh, coming up earlier, the people in Charlotte didn't know about it because Urban One didn't promote it. So when they made the wow. frequency swap, the the, uh, the article that I read by Lance Venta of, of uh, Inside Radio talked about all the, all the tweets that were going to the radio station, and they were looking, listening to 102.5, and they said, what happened to the sports programming? Well, it went down the dial to 92.7, yeah. and the people who were listening to the block on 92.7 said, what happened to the block? Where is it gone? They never communicated properly to the listeners that they were making this frequency change. So, Oops. That you happens. need to put that on the air when you're doing it. Well, like when WNBC yeah. made its change to, to 1050 when they, um, when they were, the fan was originally on 1050, and then they moved that WNBC, the fan is moving down the dial to 660 WNBC, uh, yes. right? Did you remember they, that, Chris? They ran that on 1050. They they started the fan programming on 660 because they started with Pete, uh, Pete Franklin. They had him there. And uh, because he that picked up the middle of his show that he had been doing, there was a really good special just before that that they did the history of NBC radio, and that was really good. If, if somebody ever found that, that'd be a good thing because it goes all the way back into all the NBC radio, local and national. And that was like and six then, hours uh, long, something like that. Wasn't yeah, it? it was started. Well, what, I think they, the I think they moved at like five o'clock, and they had to really make sure because. There was a, now it got rained out, but there was a Mets game. It was a playoff game scheduled that night, and they were supposed to be had been on ten fifty, you know, right up to then. So they had to make sure. So they ran a little loop that ran every twenty seconds that told people they were now at six sixty. Yeah, it would say we moved it, down the dial to six sixty. Yeah, and yeah then, pretty and, much. Yeah, and, and then ten fifty went Spanish for a while until yep. until and uh, because they were they, that was a temporary sale. Until it became WEVD, because WEVD FM was on ninety seven point nine, and until they were sold to Spanish <laughs> broadcasting systems. So for a while, ten fifty was Spanish until that that sale went through, and then WEVD went on the AM band on ten fifty. Of course, they en- ended up selling to ESPN, and then it became WEPN AM and the rest. Right, of the and they they had Bill Mazur in the morning on there for a few years, as old as he was, he was in his late seventies. Even if even if it's a swap, you can't necessarily. You may not be able to run a loop, but you start promoting. We're moving. We're moving down. Yeah, down. Can, I, I think. Uh, I think sometimes it's hard to promote it. We um, B one hundred five point seven actually came on, and uh, in essence moved WTLC to one hundred six point seven. And it, the thing is, we were pretty much what we, we were a new station, so you you couldn't exactly promote it. You know, you couldn't. Uh, right. I, I'm not quite sure. And the thing is. Uh, when they told me that they were going to do that, I said, it'll never happen. Because I just knew TLC would not want to move to 106.7 <laughs> because they would have to take a serious cut in, in power. But they moved. And they didn't like yeah. it, though. 
uh, Reem. It was, no. uh, oh, no. they didn't like it because they really didn't, see, how can I say this? I'm going to say this politically correctly. They didn't want uh, MS really at, when they owned 106.7 and MS kind of really built that station and really did a lot in the black community and when they were going to move um, you know TLC down to 106.7 for that prime frequency for the station you're on now well they really didn't like that and they wanted to keep him as, as an owner instead of they really weren't in favor of Radio 1 at that time as I recall do I under, do I remember that correctly all I know is TLC did a lot better when Radio 1 took them over and I don't know if, if that was uh, based on the black community in Indianapolis not liking necessarily a white owner as opposed to a black owner I don't know but they they did not do all that well sometimes at 105.7 with MS owned them well you know they own the people who own Radio 1 it's now Urban 1 they own WBT right. AM and FM in Charlotte North Carolina well and, and you know what do we, they, everyone thought, well, they're going to change WBT. They're going to get rid of WBT. They have not. They've done it, and they've kept well, it as a very successful station. As a matter of fact, no as and, a matter of fact, they're coming up. They're coming. Excuse me, Sean. They're coming up on a hundred years old. So, and I have to give. And my remember hand. when when they bought the team in Washington D.C., everyone thought they were going to change them, and they left. They left them alone. Now they flipped them. I mean, yeah. Now they're uh, Odyssey. They the same thing with WFNZ. They didn't change them. They left them all sports. So they left. They left those stations alone. They've done well with them. Okay, Al, can you unmute yourself, please? Out in Ohio. Go ahead, Al. Okay, am I on the air? I guess I yeah. am. Anyway, uh, I was sorry to hear about the passing of Chuck Dunaway. I remember when he started at WKYC February 1st, 1968, when he changed to Power Radio. Him yeah. and Lee Sims started about the same time. And yeah. uh, once uh, KYC changed formats, he left and... Uh, he went to Wixie 1260 for about three years before he left town. Ah, so okay. I really enjoyed and you, know, and you know what the problem with power, with the power radio on 1100, they they started in 68. Unfortunately, they were a little too late. And if they had started earlier and did it, maybe did it a little bit longer. But they also had, were saddled with NBC. And yeah, they had yeah, to yeah, deal right. with the network. Even even though they were top 40, they had to still deal with the network. And they had to still oh, deal yeah, with all the network obligations. They had during the day. 10 minutes of news at the top of the hour, you know, local, the networking and the local and half-hour news, and they had the NBC features. Yeah, it doesn't do well on Top 40. All right, thank you, Al. Thank you. I guess there's no other callers, yeah. Yeah, he's, boy, he's gone. He's, he's, he's gone. gone. He's gone but where you gave him the boot, Jeff. You told him thank you. Oh, we're all gone there. For <laughs> yeah. Time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're back on live uh, 365 there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what that's what happened with that. Which was funny because so we had the, now I know I wasn't living in the city when WQHT went from 103.5 to 97.1. So I'm not sure how they handled that particular change. But that was a, a sale to MS at one time because when they were on 103.5, they were owned uh, initially by Doubleday Broadcasting. And so they made changes and moved around the dial. 
And of course, you, you don't see that too often, very often these days, but it ha- does happen occasionally when I talk about it on All Things Radio. So I just thought that was an interesting article because uh, they said the same thing happened in Seattle, Washington with uh, KUBE FM on 104.9, and they're getting people to move to 106.1, and they, they kind of screwed that up. So I'm not really sure what's going on. With, I'm not really sure what's going on with that one. Joe Sorensen, can you unmute yourself, please? On the, the melanin. Yes. Good, good afternoon. Anyway, years ago when I lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it was either 1958 or 1959, but WISK was at 1590, and they made a big move down to 630, and they were promoting that. Oh, and it was about a couple months away and the interesting thing they were also testing it at 6.30 on the AM dial at the same time they were still on the air at 15.90 so that, that that's one of the biggest dial moves of promotions that were, were they simulcasting or were they just running a carrier at 6.30 and they were they were running the carrier yeah and and then every every half hour uh, the uh, recording would come on this is 6.30 WISK or something testing yeah, I was using yeah, the word testing, yeah. but, but basic, basically running the carrier, yes. Yep. Sounds like they were getting ready to, they just were building the 630 station. Right, that's so, what we had when 1410 came out. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like that's what they were doing, that. Do you guys it's remember, yeah. And all that. Go ahead, do, you, go ahead, do you remember when we did that thing in Indianapolis from 1590 yeah. to 950, and they yeah. had the governor there? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, they did everything. Day. They, they yeah. had a whole thing about it, and uh, that was, you know, played all the, yeah, they, they really uh, did it upright. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got them switching. But if you're, you know you're in trouble when you're on a main signal and they move you to an HD 2 or 3. That's when you know yeah. you might yeah. have a problem. Now, yeah. the other thing is, when Odyssey had one of, uh, 94.7 the block, and they said they were moving, and they, they got country, and they were putting it on the HD 2 signal, but then when they made the HD 2 signal have some live radio announcers, they never really promoted it. So unless you were reading, uh, or you might have been listening to all things radio, or you might have been reading the radio columns, or the newspaper, if anyone reads the newspaper today, you might never, you might never have known that that was going to happen. So I think there's a lot, I think as, as I've been saying over and over again in, in, on all things radio, radio sometimes keeps shooting itself in the foot, and and oh, even yeah. Lance, even Lance Venter, who writes the one of the one of the radio columns that that I that I read, has been saying that for years and years and years. So it is definitely. You know, you sometimes wonder if it's one of these things because people do get kind of tired of each other in meetings or whatever, and they'll say, "Okay, we'll stick them on." You know, all right, this this guy's yelling about this program. We'll stick it on HD two. We just won't tell anybody. It'll fail, and we'll get rid of them. You know, I don't think the Charlotte thing is like that. I think they want it all because they're all HD ones. They want to have everybody know. But um, I think there are times when you can promote something or you can kind of promote something. And, you know, that might be what happens, too. Here's the other thing. That just, and I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll probably talk about it because I don't have very much on it because I haven't played with it yet. But now the iHeartRadio stations that are participating, you can actually send a voice message using the iHeartRadio app to the radio station. And you can, you can, Jeff. And that it, it works pretty well because WHO uses it. And uh, the sound is pretty good. Well, of course, it's going to sound good because it's, it's not a phone. It's not like calling a phone. Right? Number. No, it's your... not a phone. It's it's a microphone through the app. It's you, 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 you got, you, yeah. you've got to use your iPhone or your Android device to do this. Correct. You, know, you, you can't call a phone number to do this. It won't work on the flip phones and any of the old old technology. Oh but man! I, 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 <laughs> you, you got it, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't, I don't know anyone who's got the... Well, I know a few people who have the old technology. I shouldn't say that, but that, that's the yeah, other me. thing. Oh, bro. oh man. <laughs> no. So, I think it's time for our Jennifer to come on because she's going to get mad at you, Bill, if we don't do her segment. Let's see what Jenny has to say. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of March 3rd. WGCVAM 1400, Elberton, Georgia, changes calls to WAPGAM. KYECFM 88.3, Donovan, Missouri, changes format. From hot AC to oldies, WDHI FM 100.3, Delhi, New York, changes format from silent to classic hits, WIRL AM 1290, Peoria, Illinois, changes slogan from super hits, WIRL 1290 and 102.7 to freedom. 95.9 FM and AM 1290 and changes format from oldies to talk. WFHR AM 1320 Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin changes slogan from WFHR 1320 to locally grown radio. 97.5 FM 1320 AM. WIRI FM 105.5 Nakusa, Wisconsin changes slogan from country legends to Wisconsin country 105.5 WTJZ AM 1650 Portsmouth Virginia changes slogan from WPMH the lighthouse to WTJZ praise 104.9 KJWL FM 105.5 San Joaquin California changes slogan from Jewel FM 105.5 to KJewel FM 105.5 KRKC FM 102.1 King City California changes slogan from KC 102 to Pop 102.1 FM KNSS AM 1330 Clearwater, Kansas changes slogan from Wichita's News and Weather Leader to Wichita's News Talk. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week for all things radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Concise and right to the point. Yep. Another yep. quick all well, for and I, Go ahead, and I got to say that if, if a station changes from Jewel to K Jewel, it's going to send the ratings right to the Oh, they're going to be number one. As a matter of fact, the there was market. there was a K Jewel in Las Vegas, K G J U L F M. Oh yes, right. With uh, and and they called it K Jewel. And there was a K, yeah. J, K there was a KKJL, I believe it was. I'm don't I'm not quite sure, right? They were licensed to St. Louis Obispo, California, but they also went out of business. But both those stations, well, the one in Las Vegas went out of business, Bernie, because of the pandemic and the virus. 
and they just they just couldn't couldn't stay on the air. But maybe I'll feature that station at some point because uh, since uh, I I always like I always like those stations and, we, and the jewel calls are kind of nice. We, we we featured one in Canada a few months ago, if I remember correctly. Yeah, there was one. Uh, wow, two I think. It'll it'll raise that station at least a half a carat in the ratings. Yeah, oh, yeah. got to. Oh yeah. yeah, you know what? Uh, the station I really, I, I just can't wait for you to do an air check on is the WIRL from Peoria. Anytime a station can go from halfway decent music to freedom, all talk, the syndicated uh, talk they're going to do. Yeah. yeah oh right. my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I just can't. I can't wait, wait for to that not one. hear that. <laughs> but, but you know that WIRL, I, what I believe that, that they were a top forty station at one time back in the back. They in the were, they yeah. were. I, I, oh, for years. I, yeah. believe, I may actually have, and if I don't have it, I can get it. I may have an air check of them. Um, my my loving sister Sharon said to me, "You know, there's a show named after you." And she said, "I said, what show is that?" She says, "Digital hoarding buried alive." Oh, I said, no. but the big difference is, is that I'm not spending any money on these things, pretty much, and they're not they're not overriding my house, just my computer's hard drive, and that's not hurting anyone. And she started to laugh, so she, well, she I'm gets a, it. She gets I'm it. waiting on Freedom ninety five point nine nine fifty in Indianapolis for you to yeah, do. Yeah, we got it here. You oh, do yeah. an area or do a, do an air check of them, Jeff. No, yeah. no, no, yeah, no. Please that's don't. Okay, really. We, we've already, the only thing worth doing is maybe they have a morning show that's local, but other than no, that, they do you know. not. No, they See, don't. Now, Bernie said to me, well, well, I wasn't really a big WFBM listener, but I had, remember I did that stuff on WFBM from like 1959 to 1960. Yeah. yeah. And then I then I found an air check of that guy that we did from WGY, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, George, George L. L. Davis, okay. and and it's from WFBM on 1969. So I was, uh, which I didn't know much about them. So you it's amazing what you find out best, on you look yeah. up this stuff. And he was doing dialing for dollars on on what whatever channel was uh, WFBM television, if there was an FBM television or something. And he was doing dialing for dollars. And I'm saying, I'm saying, why they never called me? I mean, I was Janis Joplin was right. I was dialing for dollars. Was waiting to yeah. call. I'm waiting for them to call me. I never got a call from them over the They didn't call. Me. I never got a call from Mercedes Benz either. I was thinking about WGY with the air check we listened to. Um, it's one of those stations I would have hated to listen to, but I would have had no problem working for them. Yeah, and was, I can tell you right now, when GE ran that place, Bernie, they were a great place to work for. And I knew people who worked I mean, there. there. There was some, there's some, I mean, because when I worked at WERK and they went AC, they tried to sort of be that way too, but and, and I'm like, okay, you know what? This is this is okay. I can do this. I just yeah. don't like listening to them. Uh, no. Well, you know, I like and listening I to progressive rock, but I I don't know that I could do that format. But I like listening to some progressive rock, but it's not my thing. Oh, to I drop. do too. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I miss the old days where they would do everything in reverse order. <laughs> oh, I miss that too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> really? Yeah, that that was a, you, a memory like... test for all the people. Let's see, can I actually go home without being stopped by a cop? Because do I remember hearing that song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was for everybody who was stoned out of their mind. Yeah, let's see if I and should I go home now or wait? Did I just stay here, man? I don't know. Wow, I can't remember. They played. Oh, they played that song. I didn't hear that one. What's even more amazing is they would. One of the stations would track an album, like a, an album side, at about you know mid- album side midnight. Yeah. And, and the guy and the guy fell asleep. Yeah. So, the, so the album, it's the Genesis. Let's say the I'm, I'm just going to say Trick of the Tail, for example. That and it goes. Oh yeah, 
but an hour, an hour later, later that, was, that was common. It's still, yeah. still, still doing that. So that it happens more yeah. than you know. I mean, believe me. Jimmy Bird was yeah. only there for, and he was a black DJ. I don't know that they'd had that many. You know, they, they probably had a couple black DJs, but he had come over from ILD, and uh, he wasn't oh, there yeah. long. You know, that, that was uh, that did not go well on his resume. I'm sure. What's that? What station did he work for again, Chris? BCN. So Jimmy, the, or they used to call him Early Bird on on WILD, the Morning Man, and, and then Jimmy right, Bird. Yeah. He went over to BCN and uh, went you know, at the end of the album, and uh, you know, about two weeks later, he wasn't there anymore. That happened sometimes on the Sunday night six pack. they play six albums back to back, and that was oh, yeah, you about really albums three or four. The guy was falling asleep. Make sure you're drinking a six pack because you don't have to talk very much. You can be drinking a six pack too. The only thing I remember about BCN is I used to like to listen to Charles Lockwoodera. Oh, Charles was great. And a big that's, mattress. That's, that's right. The big, I am surprised that nobody has copyright written that name. Charles could make money with that name. That's a great morning show name, the big mattress. Well, he's very happily oh, retired living in Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he is. Last I heard. So, yeah. So he's uh, doing very well in Hawaii. And a lot of radio announcers retire, yeah. go into the giggy weeds. You never hear about them again, but they, they're very happy living the life of retirement. So, uh, yep. It, it, yeah, that's it a Radio Free Boston book was really good. It, it was, was a good book. Really a good book. Yeah. Or they or retire and they go back and do voice tracking on the weekends. They do. Some people do that. They yeah, do I that. Yeah. That. And uh, we know someone who voice tracks. Oh, never mind, Bernie. <laughs> and you do, <laughs> you do a lot of voice tracking on that station. Even, if, yeah, even, I, do. I, know I, you, you do. I know you do the weekends, but, but a lot of times they have you fill-ins and you do some voice tracking there Oh, as well, yeah. So. I've been known to do like 14 or 15 things in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I'm retired. <laughs> And how many Bernie Egan's are there? It's like that Star Trek episode with the uh, with the where they where they created doubles of themselves so they could get away from the planet that oh, was yeah. destroyed and they got to go back into the past. So the question is, how can you be two places at once when you're not anywhere at all? Thank you, Fireside well, the Theater, is, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hi, Love that. Yeah. The thing is, one time I was actually uh, I was doing a, a party and it was a Saturday night and I was on the air on Saturday nights and I had two or three different people come up to me and say. I, I heard you on the way here. Are you are you doing the show live from here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And you're on the air. But you know what iHeart's doing, Bernie? You haven't heard them too much, but they'll say portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Yes. Because I have a feeling that people were complaining that we, they would call the radio station wanting the speech of the radio announcer, who probably yeah, didn't even work at that radio complaining. station. It's silly, but they do it on BZ, too. Well, of course, portions are pre-recorded because they're using the well, same uh, stories every half hour. But not only that, but they, I think they just are running it as part of their automation. Nobody really thinks about it because there really are live people there, except during the evening. <laughs> they're at night. And well, oh, oh, after, the, after, the Dan Ray, after the Dan Ray show is when they when they go to yeah. that all night. Right, overnight. Unless there's a big storm coming, then they will, if there's a big storm on the way or something really big were to happen like in Ukraine that we know something momentum you know somebody would be there they do use their heads and so when something yeah, important is, is like going to happen a music station nobody nobody's going to be concerned about that kind of stuff in the middle of the night on a right. music station that's, they're going to go to another station if they want to know that do you, do you think target. that maybe they're doing that just in case the FCC decides to make some rules about that kind of thing with voice tracking for any I don't, I don't I mean, know I, don't, I think it's stupid I don't know why they're doing it at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't understand it either. But, but they are doing it, and it just, it just kind of behooves me as to why they would be doing it. So, but yeah. well, it reminds, me, it reminds me of the old time radio things in the late old time radio era, the mid fifties on, you know, transcribed, and you know, you'd hear that on all. If you listen to old time radio, you hear that a lot. 
And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's oh, like... Yeah. Because so many shows, they did have to tell them, because they really did, in the 30s and 40s, do live shows, two, two of them, one for the West Coast and all that. So they really did need to tell people. It As a matter of fact, like when they run the syndicated shows, they'll syndicate. They'll they'll be in the afternoon, but they're playing them late at night, so they have to run it there because of, well, tonight on the city union, I wonder what he's going to say about this, or you know, yeah, really like, uh, eleven o'clock, it's been over for an hour, yeah, right. But but yeah. but this is uh, they don't normally. They, most of the time, they never tell you it's pre-recorded, but it, but they do when they no. when the music yeah. stations. So I used to uh, I used to have some people get really upset with me for not saying uh, that I was pre-recorded. And I would say to them, hey, I'll give you your money back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you listen to the radio. What do you care if I'm there or not? I sound like yeah. I'm there. David Letterman was never there at 1130 at night when he did the nope. uh, No, nobody was. They did. They did the Johnny shows Carson recorded. Yeah, Johnny Carson recorded his at 530. And he had all the exactly. clocks set to 1130. Yeah, he had them all set to 1130. There was a big story about that. And, uh. Well, he should have. I don't blame him. Why not? But of, course, you know, but of course, I do remember when it was live at 1130 uh, until he moved to Hollywood, uh, until he moved to California, uh, John. I remember those days. But how about if we take a trip to Georgia? Yeah. Okay. Uh, not, not, Augusta, the, uh, not Augusta, Georgia, where I've, where I've been many times, but uh, well, Atlanta, Georgia. Take the 715 train to Georgia. Well, the night. Down there with the devil went down there. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to go to a, a, we can to do more. a, a light return down in your whatever it is. Yeah, we can go on for Rainy hours. night in Georgia or whatever. Georgia on the my mind. The lights went out, is Yeah. Yeah, uh, whatever. Georgia keeps pulling on my ring or whatever. But we're yeah, going Georgia to Atlanta. We're going to a history of W, what, SP going to be 100 in just a yep. few days. So... This is dedicated to Karen, who yeah. is in Knoxville and loves WSB. So here we go. We're hearing this first together right here. Let's hope this all works. The printing press was invented in 1450. And for the next 500 years, the printed word was the only means of mass communication. But all that changed with radio. The first step in a communications revolution that is still going strong today. And radio's first home in the South was in Georgia. Good morning. It is 10 minutes after 8 o'clock, 8.10. Tuesday morning, this is Atlanta's Morning News. And coming up, we've got Steve Holman in sports. Right now, we've got partly cloudy skies. It is 46 degrees. WSB Skycopter and Skyplane traffic. Today, WSB Radio, now owned by Cox Broadcasting Corporation, is a far cry from its humble beginnings. In 1922, the station assigned the slogan, Welcome South, Brother, to its call letters and started broadcasting from Atlanta with two employees and only 100 watts of power. When you consider that a light bulb is a 100-watt light bulb, you can realize how very small and insignificant this little radio transmitter was. And when necessary, they actually would bring in ice uh, and uh, use it to cool the, the equipment so that it wouldn't overheat because if it overheated it would explode. Not only was the equipment fragile, but nobody knew exactly what to broadcast over the radio. In the earliest days, anybody who could do anything 
could get on the air. Now, when I say that, I mean literally, if you could tell a joke or if you could play the banjo or if you could sing, you could still get on the radio. So I went into the studio and uh, auditioned for it and got the job of reading bedtime stories, and I got it because I could play the theme song on the piano so they didn't have to hire but one person. At one time, when the radio station was broadcasting, they heard fire trucks going to a fire. So this announcer, he just looked out the window and described what he could see. No matter what went out over the air, people were fascinated by radio and they listened. It's hard to believe that you could pick something out of the air and it would be music or voice or whatever. WSB, the voice of the South Atlanta. Where's this coming from? Sure, it was mystical. It was amazing. In 1937, the Hindenburg, the world's first transatlantic commercial airship, was landing in New Jersey when it burst into flames. Radio was there. Just enough to keep it from... It, it burst into flames. It's burning and bursting into flames and, and it's falling on the morning fast and all the folks between that this is terrible. This is one of the worst catastrophes in the world. Oh, it's just this place is plenty. Oh, four or five hundred feet into the sky. It's a terrific crash, ladies and gentlemen. The smoke and the flames now, and the famous crashing to the ground. The announcer's reaction demonstrated the dramatic power of radio. One of the first people to capitalize on the emotional impact of radio was Franklin Roosevelt, our president during the Depression. The Depression was a scary time for Americans. They had lost confidence in their country and in themselves. I think radio's role in the Depression was one of trying to get people to feel better and to feel how they could come out of it. And I think Franklin Roosevelt and his use of the radio medium was something that was unbelievable and will probably never be repeated. I hope that we have begun to see how many and how important are the things on which we are united. Now of all times, we require that kind of thinking. His fireside chats, which were broadcast over radio, probably did more to give people some assurance and some hope than anything possibly could have done. Roosevelt wasn't the only uplifting voice coming out of the radio during the Depression. Someday I'll wish upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me. Radio performers help people escape their troubles by entertaining them with music, comedy, and drama. Popular shows like The Lone Ranger delighted the public. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. The shadow held people spellbound. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> And children hurried home from school to tune into Little Orphan Annie, as we see here in A Christmas Story, a movie that depicts life in the 1930s. Remember, 
Annie is depending on you. Set your pins to B2. Here is the message. I can remember as a kid sitting in front of a radio, a box, for hours and listening to radio and how exciting, and I would be as thrilled with it, and I could get into all the characters, and, the, and I saw every character. Bob Hope. By the mid-1930s, radio had become a big business and launched careers. Performers like Bob Hope. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob. And Georgia songwriter Johnny Mercer went on to fame and fortune in Hollywood. There were some strange things on the radio, too. In 1938, a young actor named Orson Welles produced a program called War of the Worlds, which dramatized Martians invading the United States. That program began as a normal program being aired from a, a, a dance hall or a music hall. And so there were no opening credits. It just opened up with, with the music hall, a concert. And then suddenly they interrupted the program with a news bulletin. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. By opening up that way, they attracted the audience. They held the audience, and the audience thought it was really happening. They announced at the beginning of the program that this is fictional. Uh, so don't, uh, you know, get overly excited about it. But a lot of people tuned in without hearing that announcement, and they believed that it was a fact that some invaders from Mars were had landed here in the in the United States, uh, and you know were endangering uh, our future. I'm speaking from the roof of Broadcasting Building, New York City. The bells you hear are ringing to warn the people to evacuate the city as the Martians approach. The enemy is now in sight above the Palisades. Five. Five great machines. A bulletin is handed me. Martian cylinders are falling all over the country. Now they're lifting their metal hands. This is the end now. Smoke comes out. Black smoke drifting over the city. Widespread panic broke out. Radio station switchboards were jammed with calls. People ran into the street screaming. One man even caught his wife about to commit suicide in order to avoid death at the hands of the Martians. The next day, the show's creator, Orson Welles, faced the press. Radio is new and we are learning about the effect it has on people. Learned a terrible lesson. It uh, proved to be really a, a great boon uh, for radio uh, because it showed how powerful it was as a medium. Uh, if you uh, told people something, uh, they, they believed it. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. The Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii by air. President Roosevelt has just announced. Radio not only brought entertainment to people, it brought on-the-spot news. On December 7, 1941, America went to war, and radio went right along with it. And there's no question but what it did, radio did a great job. It sold millions and millions of dollars worth of war bonds to finance the war effort. 
Radio played an important role in entertaining the troops. Shows like Command Performance lifted the spirits of American soldiers overseas. He says, Two, television combined sound with pictures, and everyone thought radio would disappear. It seems that every time a new communication device or invention comes along, uh, there are people who are, take the pessimistic view that uh, it will kill those inventions that have uh, preceded it. When, uh, when radio came along, people said that it would kill newspapers and magazines. Uh, then when the television came along, people said it would kill radio. Uh, the, the truth of the matter is that uh, none of those things have happened, you know. What has happened is that new communication technologies are sprouting up almost overnight. This year at Sandy Creek High School, students programmed their own web page on the internet. My page was really short. Um, I did a brief intro and then I put a picture just of a gymnast in here, showing what kind of, to get an idea of what it takes to be a gymnast. Like the broadcast pioneers who tinkered with their radios 70 years ago, these students are getting job offers and finding ways to make a new technology pay off. In less than a century, Georgia's communication industry has grown from a faint 100-watt radio signal to a billion-dollar-a-year telecommunications network, including the telephone, computer, television, and, of course, where it all began, radio. In 1924, Americans spent $350 million on radios, which accounted for one-third of all the money spent on furniture. Well, there you go. There's a little bit of the history of WSB. Did you like that, Jim? Uh, there wasn't much about WSB in there. Yeah, it's mainly so, just about radio itself. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was the, the shadow and all these things were not on NBC. The only thing that they at least had Bob Hope for ten seconds. All those other things were not on WSB. WSB well, they pointed NBC. out what radio was like as as, as WSB yeah, yeah. was evolving. Yeah. Unfortunately, the only actual they had at least the only thing they did was obviously they had a couple who they didn't introduce a couple of the older folks that they had talked to that were around early on, and they had the little um, news thing from the WSB in the morning from some point in the probably the 80s because they mentioned Steve Holman and he would have been there then but not that much. Part, of the problem, part of the problem and, and, and I have to depend Bill on this is, and I've looked on, on, on places yeah. there's not a lot of older air checkers yeah no I'm there. not complaining yeah, no, I'm just saying no no we're not I'm just saying it wasn't very WSB-ish no it yeah. wasn't they didn't play any didn't play any David Paul well <laughs> and the other thing that yeah. they did not do you knew you were in trouble when you listened to just at the beginning when they played the clip from the morning. Remember yeah. that first guy? It was actually recorded in. The guy was actually, like I sit down and turn on my computer and sit back here with my recorder in my hand. It was not yeah, a yeah. professionally well done thing. And I thought. Uh, you know, with the national public media, that that would probably be a better recording than what that actually was. 
Yeah. I mean, we did better putting the things from WOR and WGY last week together to honor those two stations because we had some stuff, and this guy didn't have much of anything. Well, hey, like I said, I was looking for air checks of, like, Ludlow Porch or, uh, or you know, some of the older things, but uh, it's tough yeah. to find that stuff, so... Yes, you know. if it's not there, it's not there, and then you can really go about it. So. Yeah. I do remember with WSB, of course, 81, I remember John Sterling, of course, started there, and he, well, he was the voice of the Hawks, and one time he did a four-hour, he had a four-hour sports line show from 7 to 11. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I do yeah, remember and, that. And, of course... They had the Braves. They had they've had uh, the Hawks. They've had Georgia, Georgia sports for years, and uh, you know they've they've got a big sports history. They've got a lot of you know as they say NBC. They were a, probably a charter member or close to it of W of NBC. Uh, you know Monitor and uh, all the old time NBC shows and uh, and again we've already talked about that War of the Worlds thing. That was a, a newspaper exaggeration of what happened. Actually, the thing I think was opposite was Jack Benny, and of course he would have killed him in the ratings anyway on a Sunday night. The other issue is at the end of the show, Orson Welles did tell everybody again that it was fictional. And, uh, you know, but I think it was a little publicity for them. And he got a sponsorship. He got next week or two, he was on, was on for Campbell's, and he didn't have a sponsor. You listen to those shows, there's no commercials. So he got sponsorship. He got he made his name. So well, it did okay for Orson. Although, but, uh, although, people, you know. although he said at the end that, you know, it was, a, you know, a, a story and it was... People didn't yeah. listen to the whole thing. They never listened to the end part. Yeah. Well, but, the, but remember, we we found out. I, I read somewhere that the the newspapers exaggerated it, trying to kill radio and say radio could cause riots and you can't listen to radio and the, you know and and that well, these things didn't really happen. I read an article about that. But you know what? It, hap- it happened again in the 1960s when W when WKBW would do a recreation of the War of the Worlds, and that did cause problems initially, and people calling the police, thinking that the Martians were really in. Buffalo, <laughs> New York, or, or Ontario, Canada, wherever you know that yeah. did actually happen. Um, yeah. So, well, but people, people are going to believe any- Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one example here. One example. I can sit here and tell ten people I'm working on the new automation for the legend and I'm putting in music, telling them now this is not going to affect your show, and they'll ask me again. You mean it's not going to affect my... After I tell them and tell them and tell them, people only well, have selective hearing, I think. That's right, yeah. Well, so, I know it's not going to affect sports times live for all things radio. We all, oh, we yes, all it is. to each other perfectly, though. It's wonderful. Right. I oh, yes, it is going to affect. My mom would tell me to wash the dishes. I would kind of forget what you said, oh. and I'd go into the yeah. other room. And so. hey, by the way, it is well, going to affect. What is it they used to say? What is it they used to say on the Charlie Brown? Wah, 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 you know, the people yeah. just tune yeah. it out. By the way, it is going to affect all things radio and uh, sports lounge. So that's not a rumor, but it will affect that. That music and programming is going to affect your show. So, you know, what can I tell you? So, okay. all right. But anyway, but I was going to kick like the... WSB, I was left because my wife watches General Hospital. Of course, their CIA type organization is the WSB, so I was, you know, I was <laughs> kick out of the, Do they the still WSB. have those soap operas on the, on the TV? Yeah, yeah, seven five zero. Uh, there are a few of them. The Bold and the Beautiful, I think, is still on, and the Young and the Lustful. Young and the Restless. Young and the Less, I almost said Lustful. Restless. The Young and the Restless. The, and Days of on. Our Lives is on. Each network has one, except CBS has two. Oh, Karen, she's going to weigh in real quick. Oh, I'm okay. I'm getting it right now. 
Yeah, maybe she's got some good memories of WSB. From 100 years ago? Uh, she'll come, she'll come as close as she can. She'll do her best. Okay. Wow, Bernie. <laughs> All right, Karen, can you unmute yourself, please? I can tell you uh, who one of the voices was. Oh, good. That you heard. Elmo Ellis, who uh-huh. uh, was at one time the general manager and vice president of WSB. Who owned WSB, Karen, back in the day? Cox. Uh, oh, Cox, the, okay. Yeah, Cox. Oh, no, they owned now. Did they own them back then? Yeah. I think they, well, they did in the 60s and 70s. Okay. It was yeah. always... Okay. Uh, Probably how they got started, one of the big stations they, they had. Were, yeah. They were one of their charter stations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. a newspaper company, I think, in those days. They were. So. And, and they're still owned uh, by Cox, so the problem with Cox is that it, Cox is not its own company. They're part of a global company that Apollo Global Management runs them. It's a fund manager company that runs Cox. But Were they owned by the same people that own the Atlanta Journal-Constitution? Yes. No. Yeah, that's it. You're right. Oh, that's no, it was. Oh. Well, I think at one time they might have been, but uh, yeah, the, a different company, I, I believe, owned. But, but Cox did own uh, newspapers. For example, the one in Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. or the big newspaper in Dayton, Ohio, was owned by Cox at one time. So they they never played rock, did they? They were always at least adult contemporary or middle of the, the road. Closest they? they came to being rock was they were adult contemporary. Yeah from the mid-80s to the early 90s. Uh-huh. Uh, well, to the late 80s, then they completely, uh, by, I think, 80, well, they still had Atlanta's morning show that would play oh, music yeah. uh, until 1991 when the mm-hmm. Gulf War broke out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then it Atlanta's morning show became... Atlanta's morning news. Yeah, that's kind of what happened at BZ. Tom Bergeron was going to take over the morning show and uh, from Dave Maynard, and he did for about a month, and then the war broke out, and that was the end of it. So he, he if I remember correctly, but they had a man Atlanta's morning. They had Bob Slade hosting the show one time, and before that, they had a radio announcer who worked in uh, Kentucky. Uh, uh, skinny Bobby Harper was a top forty radio announcer. Oh yes, but he became he, a he news was... guy at WSB in the morning. What? Remember. Oh uh, yeah, but he, Bobby Harper was never a newsman. Uh, he always played music. That's mm-hmm. just what Ned, he did. And then Russ, I remember a guy. Wasn't there a guy Russ Spooner? Russ Spooner. Uh, he was in there. Uh, he was on there the early eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because yeah, I would get him before sunup and stuff. And I remember hearing oh, him. Yeah, I did I lived too. in Louisiana. And when the Braves were coming in nineteen sixty-five, they had Mel Allen doing some games from Milwaukee on Saturday nights, at least I used to hear him. And I don't know whether yeah. the station wanted to hire Mel Allen and then uh, Bartholomew wanted to hire Milo Hamilton or what happened, but Mel didn't get the job. But he did uh, do some games for him uh, to get them used to the Braves, you know, when they were well, still in Milwaukee. Well, that was certainly a mistake. They had a guy on WSB who came from Miami, Jim Howell. He worked there for a while. And in the morning. In the morning, they did a show called Morning Merry-Go-Round. Yeah, that was way back in the 60s with Bob Van Camp. Wow. Well, great. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. But that you was, guys uh, are we got brain. more uh, information about WSB out of you yeah. than we sure did out of that documentary. That's yeah, sure. that's for sure. <laughs> now, we have one more hand. We have one more person. Walter, can you unmute yourself, please? <laughs> yes, sir. How are you doing? 
Everyone I can, Walter. Everyone. No, just kidding. Go ahead, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she didn't say without. That was very interesting. Um, but I didn't quite catch uh, when WSB came on because uh, I was walking somewhere and I walked walked out of my Wi-Fi. And when I do that, it uh, yeah. tends to cut well, out. So sometime a hundred years ago. Do we? We don't know the date, do we? I don't have the exact date, but it was definitely it was March of nineteen twenty-two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it came back when when it was talking about, uh, I mean, the brief time that they were talking about WSB, the, you know, they yeah, yeah, the hundred watt light bulb, yeah. <laughs> but you know, in those yeah, days, nothing else was on, so I'm 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 sure they went relatively far in their area. Oh, yeah. Too, yeah. For years, they had a morning helicopter traffic reporter on WSB. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm just 1924. People spent 350 million on on radios. I'm thinking. Well, those things that they bought were those big consoles. You know, they were spending big. Oh yeah. But yeah, I wonder what those. How much that would probably be over a billion in today's. Yeah, that's true. How about if we uh, travel to Florida, where it's a lot warmer than my. Do we have another caller, uh, Jeff? uh, No, it's Karen. Raise your hand again, Karen. I'm sorry. Go go ahead, Karen. Unmute yourself, please. They, uh, WSB uh, came on uh, March 15th of, ni- of yeah, 1922. Okay, the okay, Ides cool. of March. The Ides of March. Ides of March. Okay, All right, thank you, Karen. Thank you. thank you. All right, Bill. Okay, Jeff, it's time for you. I want Chris to listen to this very carefully, and we'll <laughs> see if this really is Scott Shannon. Oh, we will see. Jeff has some doubt, maybe. I heard that. Might be like W-O-L-D with the smoke he's in his last big gig made his voice grow. You know, we've already been buffaloed a little bit on the WSB, so let's see if we can do a clean sweep here. Here we go, Jeff. WRBQ. This week, our classic air check takes us to Tampa, Florida. We're going to listen to radio station WRBQFM. The radio announcers we're going to hear are Cleveland Wheeler and Scott Shannon. In August of 1983, Scott Shannon would ultimately move to New York City and program radio station WHTZ-FM. We talked about the documentary, which details the story of WHTZ-FM from worst to first. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station WRBQFM in the morning zoo from February 10th, 1982, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Q105. 21 minutes past 7 o'clock, your Q's in the morning. Now, where can we go, uh, uh, Mr. Ford, to see and hear those Nixon tapes? They shot right in the middle, I guess. Uh-huh. Thank you very much, sir. Q's in the morning, uh, and uh, we got a special guest coming in about 10, 15 minutes or so. I don't, I shouldn't tell you who he is right now. We'll just, uh, just hang around. Here's Olivia Newton-John, and let's get physical. Q105, let's get physical. My listener Olivia looks so nice and so much more improved since she's been working out. It kind of big. Yeah, 25 minutes past 7 o'clock, 725, your Q Morning Zoo. You wanted to know what, ma'am? Um, have you seen the Bates Height Report with Bob Height? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to start anything, but have you looked at his belt buckle? Have I looked at uh, Bob's belt buckle? Yeah. I have, I really don't look down that low in the screen, ma'am. Well, could you find out what it says for me? Little it Bob. It looks like a four-letter word. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> but I was wondering if you could maybe... 
find out what his belt buckle says. Uh, I already know what his belt buckle says. Oh, you do know? Yes, ma'am. Do you know what it says? No. We'll make that our trivia question this morning. Okay. Okay? Great, thanks. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. A little trivia question for you there. What were we going to give these people? A Camelot certificate, maybe a 14-carry gold floating heart. Uh, and register them with a diamond pendant from the Pearl Hut, maybe? Huh? Wow. That sound okay? You all right. no expense. Hey, it's all for you from the QZU. This trivia is a question-time operation. Wow. Q105 at 730. 30 minutes past the hour. Cleveland Morning Man and the other one here at the Q Morning Zoo. Beautiful day today. Yeah, we are TV stars now. I got to ask you one question. What do we do to deserve two engineers this morning? I don't know. They're in here just making sure we sound awful doggone good on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need several more then. That's uh, right. For those of you who don't know, usually we operate with one engineer across the glass, and uh, we just tap and he press all the you know the music up. But today we have two. Two for the price of one DJ. Mm-hmm. We're making the uh, after yes, as, as most of you know, you can hear every tape recording we play uh, while the music's playing here. Uh, so that's because we're in stereo. You get to hear two things at once. Uh, well, operating out of our house, you know, it's uh, it's really difficult. Sometimes we had a call from uh, somebody with the initials FCC. They said fix it quick, and uh, they're both in here this morning, so we're having a good time. What was that trivia question you had? That was uh, what what is uh, on Bob Height's belt buckle? It's a four letter. Is that the word. is that the Bob Hatton belt buckle? Wears? No, no, no. That's not Bob what is Hatton. it? What is it? Bob Hatt's belt buckle? It's sail. Sail. S a i l. For sale. Sail as in sail boat. Oh. He alternates them. One says sail, one says little Bob. <laughs> That's a private joke, so oh, never yeah. mind. Oh, what, you well, what's your name? C.D. Hawkins. C.D. Hawkins? Oh, okay, do you, own that, do you own that C.D. pizza? No, 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 no. You own that Paula pizza? <laughs> pizza Paula? Okay, C.D., where are you calling from? No, no, that's T.D. It's in Tommy Dorsey. Oh. Touchdown. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, whatever. Okay. On two head. <laughs> all, right, all right, there you go. What's his name again? T.D. Hawkins. T.D. Hawkins. Anyway, no, the Bob Hatton belt buckle says sold, and the uh, height says sale. <laughs> you know what we ought to do? Seriously, well, he's a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. We, we make fun of him. We tease him a lot. But uh, I think that's kind of, that, that that's not a good belt. We're going to rename his belt buckle. You think so? Yeah, let's just take some calls and see if you've got any ideas. Okay. What should Bob new, Height wear right. on his belt buckle? New belt buckle for Bob Height. He has a little monogram belt buckle, and it, it was on television. If you watch it close, uh, Suzanne has hasn't uh, seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you'd like to read it. <clears throat> well, she's got monogram underwear. She's going to wear it in her head. Probably, uh, she said it either tonight or tomorrow night for Valentine's Day. It says here, a group of Miami high school cheerleaders demonstrated at school yesterday. They're afraid school officials are going to ban their best stunt, the towering pyramid. You know, the one where the kids always get hurt. Mm-hmm. Officials say that the number of incidents across the nation, one serious injury at Mississippi State University. Officials say they haven't actually banned the pyramids yet, but they've asked schools not to do them until they consider the safety aspects. So you don't get to see them standing on top of each other's heads. They've done it quite a few times. At, uh, on uh, That's incredible. The pyramids? Mm-hmm. Here's the pyramid head down. Mm-hmm. I was a there she is. once. We're yeah, a lot more athletic these days than we were. We had teased hair and sprayed. And What's new? Do. <laughs> <laughs> a man convicted of abandoning four six-week-old puppies at a garage dump in sub-freezing temperatures in Berlin, New Hampshire. He's getting a taste of his own medicine. The judge ordered the man to spend two nights at the dump with the frozen garbage. And he has to carry out his sentence before spring, March 31st. He says he can bundle up in a warm coat, hat, and boots, but the puppies couldn't. One of the puppies died. The judge hopes the man will be rather lonely and cold. Let's hear it for that judge. 
fine nice with to me. know there's one of those human beings in the world. Not enough of those guys around. Nope. Youngsters in suburban Massachusetts and uh, Marlboro, Massachusetts, won't be squandering their lunch money battling electronic starships, at least during school hours, is now illegal. Prompted by parents' complaints, the popular video games were luring their offspring away from school. An ordinance was adopted Monday night barring the use of any video games by anyone under 18 during class hours. Hmm. It also bans placement of video games within 1,500 feet of public schools. There you go. Well, kind of a, uh, distracting on your education, I guess. I don't have Pac-Man fever every day. Breaking up is hard to do, and no one knows that better than freelance writer Tracy Cabot and her boyfriend, Zev Wanders, his name. Together, they two wrote a book three years ago called Letting Go, a sort of how-to book about breaking up. And then they broke up. And well, it turns out they could use a few lessons themselves. First, he sued her, claiming she ridiculed him in public. She hit back with a $6 million lawsuit for plagiarism, conspiracy, libel, and slander. Then he responded by offering $3,500 if she would agree never to talk or write about him again. She turned him down. Now they both get a chance to go to court. Hmm, that's great. It's like uh, Mason writing a book about speech, right? <laughs> Seven up. A perennial also ran in the soft drink business is about to tackle the big guys with its own cola. You like that? Seven yeah. Up's going to do a cola. The new drink will be test marketed in Dayton, Ohio, San Diego, and Madison, Wisconsin. It'll be called Like. How about calling it Largo 8? No, Like. Oh. <laughs> Largo 8. And have a squirrel on the can. Nope. Unlike Coke and Pepsi, it'll have no sugar, no caffeine. Seven Up currently ranks fourth in the soft drink market, but lost an estimated $1.7 million last year. Hmm. Business to get into. Have a squirrel in the can. <laughs> Here's the Sun Coast and Bay Area weather from Alan Archer. Partly cloudy with a chance of showers today, all day long. Chance of rain increasing tonight. High today, 74. Low tonight, 58. Uh, right now, it's 68 degrees in St. Petersburg and Clearwater and 66 in Tampa. Good morning from Q105. It's the Q in the morning. Hi to all you out there in Radio Land. This is Elmer Smudpucker, and you're listening to the Q Zoo in the morning. On Q105. Got a little Valentine's ditties there. Heart in my heart. 741 at the Q Morning Zoo, 66 Tampa, 68 in St. Petersburg, and Clearwater. And hello. Q105. Yes, this is Bob Hyde. This is Bob. Hey, Bob. I got an idea for your belt buckle. Oh, what is it? Sell advertising space on it. That's a great idea. Yeah, mm. just put the yeah. Q105, uh, Q105, uh, It has to be kind of big, wouldn't it? It's kind of big. Yeah, see Rock City. Mm-hmm. There's a good one. Put a little birdhouse in it, too. Bob has got a belt buckle that he wears on television. It has SAIL, S-A-I-O, on it. And we're having a little kind of a contest here to see if we couldn't rename his belt buckle, get a D something on there means something. Yeah. Well, if you get an idea, give us a call here. All of our studio lines are open this morning at your Hugh Morning Zoo. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, listen gentlemen. up very close and now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the salvation army is going to have an auction this morning of Howard Shapiro suits from last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Howard Shapiro suits? Uh, all these suits will be on auction first come first serve bases this morning. That's at the Salvation Army. Last year, the man who bidded the highest and got all the Howard Shapiro suits mm-hmm. uh, found a bus token and a hat.
half a meal discount coupon no, a lucky, in the pocket. What a lucky man. Howard Shapiro uh, suit you auction. You can get lucky, too. Attend the Howard Shapiro suit auction uh-huh. today uh-huh. at the Salvation Army. Salvation <laughs> Army. TGIF. Yep, thank goodness it's February. Top five for Rankin Valley at 748 Cleveland. Your morning man and the other one here at the Q Morning Zoo. We're trying to take uh, some guesses and some uh, suggestions on what uh, Bob Hyde should change the name of his belt buckle to. He's got a flashy belt buckle that says sale on it. And we're trying to get something classy for the guy. He's a, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, kind of dress up his act, though, you know. And uh, his, his wardrobe is all right. He's not, he's doing a little bit better than Howard Shapiro these days. Uh, hello, sir. 105. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, are there any undercover agents involved? No, mm-hmm. underwear agents, sir. No underwear agents? Yes, mm-hmm. sir, underwear agents. Oh. Mm. Uh-huh. You can identify them by their belt buckle. Uh, 105. Why couldn't we mount a hair tonic dispenser on Bob Hyde's belt buckle? <laughs> He's already got one on his head. Uh, I know. It wouldn't be a good idea to have another one right down there handy. Yeah, put a little brill cream in there. There you go. All right. Now we're talking. Good idea. And we can call it... Uh, <laughs> Hide Thank Hide you, Howard. Hi. Uh, Howard Shapiro there, ladies and gentlemen. 749. Got a couple of calls early this morning uh, between 6 and 7 about uh, uh, the Buffalo area in New York, of which we have spoken of often. Mm-hmm. But uh, someone said, yes, there is a Kenmore, New York. And mm-hmm. we would appreciate it if you guys did not poke fun at it because it's a oh. pretty groovy place to live. No, we were not poking fun at Kenmore, New York. We were poking fun at Ken Brew, New York. Ken Brew, New York. Mm-hmm. That's we're a little... Uh, it's a volcanic area up there, I think. Johnny uh, Crane drops her kids off so they can play in his face. That's right. It's uh, 10 minutes away from 8 o'clock. List. And on your birthday list this morning is Peter J. Montesinto and Donna Buchanan. Their second anniversary from the Q Morning Zoo. That is your birthday list. Send the ball in to us. 5510 Gray Street, Tampa, 33609. We'll get them on the radio. Q is in the morning everywhere with George Benson. Q105 at 7.36 here, your Q Morning Zoo. Listen to that album last night. That's a double album. It's the greatest hits of uh, George Benson. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, a lot of his stuff was not appreciated because uh, he didn't what we call go commercial. That's right. He was known as a guitarist primarily before he started singing. People didn't even know he could sing. Well, look yeah. at Brooks. Yeah. She yeah. was known as a newscaster most of her career. People still don't know she can <laughs> sing. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah, hi. I've got an idea for Bob Hyde's belt buckle. Yeah, what would that idea be? Hmm. Well, once put a miniature teletype on it. A miniature teletype? Miniature yeah, teletype. In case there's any late-breaking stories, all he has to do is look down in his belt buckle. Uh-huh. Well, right now, you know, when there's a late-breaking story, all he does is unzip his fly. Uh-uh. Not in my body. Oh, Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Chicago's Cardinal Cody is going to resign. There's talk of another football league forming. And Alan Archer says it will most likely rain today and tonight around the Tampa Bay area. Good morning. This is Pat Brooks. This is the Wednesday, February 10th edition of your Q News magazine. And on page one, Chicago Cardinal John Cody, who is under federal investigation of charges he diverted $1 million in church funds to a woman friend, has decided to on his 75th birthday. Reporting from News One, I'm Roger Shulman. Another pro football team. Team for Tampa? Maybe. And say? Hello, Fidelity. Tell me more about Fidelity U.S. government reserves. Good morning. I'm Ted Webb, Q105 Sports. You know, there's talk of another pro football league coming, and the talk is that Tampa Bay is in the picture to get one of the new franchises. Well, the principal owner of one of the new franchises, a man with oh, quite a reputation in sports, Mr. John Bassett, was in town recently, and he was checking out contacts to see what the climate would be for such a venture. Bassett, if you remember, is the former owner of the Toronto Argonauts of the Canadian Football League and Memphis of the NFL. 
Some say that Neil Colsey's play this year in the defensive secondary of Tim WRBQ, Tampa, St. Petersburg. The Super Station. Well, there you go. The Q Morning Zoo is heard on radio station WRBQ-FM from January 10th, 1982. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line. It's toll-free and hassle-free at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And just hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Definitely Scott Shannon. Definitely Scott Shannon. Definitely. Yeah, I, when he, you could tell when he did when he did the weird news stories and Alan Archer's weather forecast, it re- his voice really came out. Still with him. Definitely him. And, although much younger, of course, since much, much younger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was definitely Scott Shannon and uh, morning show, which, uh, uh, as I said to him, I was I was talking about it and uh, to a friend of mine, and, and I said. Some people might have, might have found it a little irreverent back in 1982, but it wasn't really that bad. Uh, this was no. a lot worse on the No, you was all right. You was okay. Was, yeah. You know, kind of right down I the bet middle. you there's, uh, in Marlboro, Massachusetts here, I bet you there's video games. Uh, since they're in people's pockets now, I think they're within 150 feet of schools. Yeah. You know, I don't think they did that. We're able to accomplish that goal. Who knows? But uh, uh, Why didn't they mention his name? They never really mentioned names no. so much. It's just the other guy. Except for Bob Hyde. Yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland well, Bob Hyde. Go ahead. The Bob Heights was the guy that were trying to name the belt buckle for me. Cleveland Wheeler and the other guy is what he said. Yeah, the, the other guy was Scott Shannon. And Bob Hyde was yeah. a, I, and there was a lady on there. Not the, not the one that did the news, but there was another lady on there as well. So they had a few people in the in the cast. Of that yeah. Morning and they, didn't the play, they didn't play Alan Archer, but I remember him doing weather for a lot of stations. Oh, he did the weather for a lot of stations. Back yeah, accurate weather. Yeah. Well, no, but he, he had his own weather. company. Yeah. No, he was, he uh, oh, okay. I mean, I've heard yeah. the name. I thought it was accurate weather. No, no, he, he, he did weather for WSB, as a matter of fact, occasionally, if I'm not mistaken. So I remember hearing him on there. So... Yeah, it was an interesting station, and they were an oldie station at one time. I have a bunch of air checks with them, so they, they, they've been a bunch of different things over the years. They were quite unique. Yeah, and that was the USFL. They were talking about the Tampa Bay Bandits were going to come the next year, yeah. and they were talking about that. And, of course, you know what happened to that football league? It went, it went bye-bye. It didn't last long at all, did it? Yeah, three, three years. Now, I think before Scott Shannon got to Tampa, wasn't he in Alabama, like Montgomery or somewhere? I think I've heard him talk about working in Alabama. Well, I know he worked at WMAK in Nashville, Tennessee, because uh, he worked at the same time that that Coyote... uh, Coyote, He might have worked at WABP, maybe in Mobile, but I don't know. He worked He he did work at WABP in Mobile, Alabama. He did work in Mobile, Alabama as well. He talked about Alabama, I know that, uh, one, one time. And he also had the what was the name of it? the the True Oldies Channel was that was that the yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought it was channel. more known for that the True Oldies Channel yeah actually that's what I remember him doing and yeah. and Amer- and his current thing he does the syndicated the America's Greatest Hits and then he had the Rock in America Top Thirty Countdown when he was the Z one hundred. and yeah. he does that he still does mornings at WCBS FM in New York City which we, which we actually did yeah. his. Uh, I think we did a recording of his first morning anniversary. Think you did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. And I know and I have did the one, and you did the one where they had the Z, the Zoo, the morning, the Z Morning Zoo reunion on CBS FM. You did that one also. That's right. And uh, so it's a, like I said, it's an interesting air check. So, all right. How about if we yeah. rock on? Where are we going to rock? We're going to. How about if we rock to uh, 
Tijuana, Mexico. A place I've been to many, many years ago. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to thank everybody for tuning in. We're just thankful we're back on the air. Some people, not so much, but we are. And <laughs> some of us remind are... Remind people, 1984 tonight, for people like Sean who might want to tune in, stay tuned and listen to Tim play 1984 music. Yeah, and we publicized that today. And so we have a little fun. We put Bernie to sleep. Hey, what yep. more can we ask for? Yes, yes, you did. What? Did somebody say something? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Somebody <laughs> say something? Hey, where am I on the radio for? So, anyway, thanks, everyone. And Jeff, here is your station. You can play it. We'll also remind you, Jeff, you can listen to this as a podcast, can you not? Yes, sir. We Once we post it up here, I'll be taking care of that after this is all over with. It's going to be posted up. You can listen to it, and you can listen to it. Rewind it, fast forward it to your heart's content. And for you folks over on Fillmore, you can do that, too. You can listen to the show, and that'll be up later tonight. So thank you very much, and thank you, Jeff. Thanks, everyone, to all the panel, everybody. I hope Kathy's feeling better real soon. Yeah. Take yeah, care. I hope that. And let's remember our friend Nancy who's not doing so well right now and she's a long time ATR live listener in Milwaukee so it's uh, really getting not good so let's let's keep uh, wishing her all the best yes so here we go this week in my featured station segment we're traveling to Tijuana Mexico and we're going to hear one of those radio stations that serves San Diego California the radio station is 91x and they've just changed their format and while you may not think this is a format change it really is could this be another form of oldies this is an alternative rock format playing older music from the 80s 90s and 2000s with some current songs thrown in as well so without further ado why don't listen to Hillary on 91x on this week's edition of all things radio live XEDRAFM, Baja California, Mexico. Celebrating 40 years of serving humanity and transmitting from a radio tower in TJ, valiantly protected by our guard dog, Chewy. Good boy, Chewy. This is 91X. Same as it ever was. Idol at 91X Resurrection Classic. Let us know how you're feeling. We're all over the socials at 91X on Twitter, at 91X San Diego on the Instagram. Got one for Devin in Oklahoma. Wanted Oasis Wonderwall. You got it. It's 91X San Diego. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. Nirvana's on 91X. So's Oasis. That was for Devin. Some Billy Idol and 
Boingo back there, too, and Tears for Fears, and now I'm getting them all mixed up. It's all good. It's Hillary. Super stoked to play you another new song from one of Jack White's two upcoming new albums, a song called Love is Selfish. It's actually quite pretty, plus in excess, Jane's Addiction on the way, and next, oh my gosh, a song that just slays me every time, Iggy Pop and Kate Pearson's Candy. I'll get it on in just a few back and bigger than ever. 91X presents the 13th annual North Park Festival of Beers. Saturday, April 2nd, in front of the historic Lafayette Hotel on El Cajon Boulevard in North Park. Featuring unlimited beer samplings from over 50 of the best breweries from San Diego and Southern California. Beer. Plus live music from Mrs. Henry, Signal for Pilot, and more. This year, North Park Festival of Beers features an expanded footprint with more space to enjoy live music, arts and crafts, Great food, and of course, the beers. Beer. Let's drink beer. General admission and VIP session tickets are on sale now. A portion of the proceeds benefit the San Diego Music Foundation, a nonprofit organization with a mission to keep music instruction available to students in San Diego public schools. North Park Festival of Beers, Saturday, April 2nd. Get tickets and details at NorthParkBeerFest.com or 91X.com. The 91X Authentic Surf Report is supported by Cox Business. Okay, a little backstory about this song, Candy. Iggy Pop wrote this song about an old girlfriend of his. And when he was trying to come up with a female singer to sing her parts, he wanted someone with what he calls like a hometown, small town feel. So he thought of Kate Pearson of the B-52s because Iggy Pop said she's got that little twang in her voice that was just perfect for it. I think he was right. Iggy Pop and Kate Pearson, this is Candy. It is your 91X. It's a rainy afternoon, 1990. A real alternative, 91X. of Chris and Johnny from Coldplay playing that song Yellow on acoustic guitars live on my show on 91X. Um, that was back when our studio was over by 15 for a little stretch. Coldplay, it's Hillary with Jane's Addiction and new acoustic Jack White in just a minute on 91X. <laughs> The Beastie Boys. Depeche Mode. I love Depeche Mode. The Black Keys. The Smiths. Incubus. Tame Impala. Pretty Fire. I go right to my favorite radio station. 91X. The Go-Go 
Girls on 91X. Whoa, it's Hillary. So excited to play this one now. So Jack White is releasing two new albums this year. The second one is going to be more of like an acoustic-y, bluegrassy album. Um, and this will be on that one out in July. So uh, the song is called Love is Selfish. It's new music from Jack White on 91X. One, two, three, four. new 91X music from Jack White um, called Love is Selfish. And that's going to be on the second of two new albums Jack White releases this year. The first one comes out April 8th and um, it's going to be more of like a, you know, Jack White with his massive rock and roll guitars. And then the second album he releases this year, Entering Heaven Alive, will come out in July and it's more of like an acoustic, bluegrassy vibe and, and that song, Love is Selfish, will be on the second new Jack Jack White album coming out this year. Does that make any sense at all? Great. I'll be back with oh, stars from Hum, some violent thems, something from Elastica, and the Strokes too. It's kind of just a, a return to the original spirit of 91X, playing what we like to hear and what we love to play. Thank you for all the great feedback. Oh my gosh, it's Hillary. Okay, so um, I have not played this song in a long time. It was kind of a one-hit wonder when it came out in the mid-90s. The band is Hum from their album You'd Prefer an Astronaut. The song is Stars. It's 91X. She thinks she missed the train to Mars. The original 91X. FM Baja California, México. Celebrating 40 years of serving humanity and transmitting from a radio tower in TJ, valiantly protected by our guard dog Chewy. Good boy, Chewy. This is 91X. Same as it ever was. Well, there you go. 91X from Tijuana, Mexico, with their gold-based alternative rock format. I really enjoyed this radio announcer, although she had that kind of valley girl quality to her. She did put a lot of content into the show. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. And if there's a featured station you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about that as well. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.